Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Scout. Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Happy New Year. It is January 1st, 2019. I'm excited to be with you from Warsaw, Poland. Uh, I've been here for a week and a half uh, visiting my wife, seeing seeing Poland, seeing a new country, a totally new experience for me, um, and uh, I do wish you guys a Happy New Year. As we know, um, one thing that we saw on, on New Year's Eve was Black Monday. We saw, we saw coaches getting fired but we also saw a very interesting hire being made where the Oakland Raiders actually brought in Mike Mayock to be their new general manager. Uh, if you guys are not familiar, Mike Mayock has been uh, the NFL's resident draft expert for over a decade right now. He's essentially, you know, their, their version of Mel Kuyper Jr., except Mayock actually has a real football background. But um, when you, but when you, when you go back, and this is what I'm going to talk about today, you go back you look at Mike Mayock over the last ten years. Look, I think he's very, I think he's very entertaining. Um, I think he gives he gives really good analysis. But the problem is, is that I've watched him for a decade now, continually miss on quarterbacks. Um, it's been almost year in and year out that he's making bad evaluations that prove to be bad evaluations once you actually see how these guys pan out at at the next level. Uh, Mayock, he's, he replaces former GM Reggie McKenzie. McKenzie was let go by the organization uh, a little less than a month ago. And you got to look at their situation right now. QB quarterback Derek Carr is really the only major piece left from the, from the Reggie McKenzie regime. And many are wondering, is, is Carr, is Carr going to be their quarterback next season? Personally, my opinion, uh, I evaluated Carr in college, and, and I've watched him in the NFL. I think he's worthy of being their franchise quarterback. Uh, in my opinion, you know, you look at his body of work, um, it speaks for itself. Nobody, and look, you know, if you want to give Derek Carr a hard time about this year, look, nobody should have expected Carr to have a career year in 2018. Why? He was dealing with offensive line issues. Uh, you know, he obviously he wasn't getting protected. If you guys were watching Raider games, he was coming off an injury. And if you know anything about John Gruden's system, it has very advanced terminology, which makes it difficult for a young quarterback to grasp it in his first year. Look, that's the reason that Gruden has always preferred veteran quarterbacks. You can go back to his days in Tampa Bay and Oakland. Uh, Rich Gannon and Brad Johnson, they did well with him, but they were franchise veteran. Ex I mean, they were veteran experienced quarterbacks. Uh, look, and, and this is, uh, and, and look, this is, this is why good scouting also always has to be done in proper context. Because look, um, it's knowing, understanding what Gruden's system is like, coming off an injury, the offensive line issues. You have to take some of his performance with a grain of salt this year. Uh, and I think he still did did very well at times. And look, um, if they do move on from Derek Carr, 
Um, should Raider fans, should they trust Mike Mayock to select their next franchise quarterback? Uh, I don't think so. Personally, like I said, again, I, I love Mayock. Uh, I, th- I think he's great, but his history has shown he, he, he's not equipped to select a franchise quarterback, and, and I'll tell you why. Let's go back and review his timeline going back about 10 years ago. So going back in 2009, quarterback class for that year, uh, um, now this is this is going a while back on TV, but I remember it. He routinely touted Mark Sanchez as an elite quarterback prospect who had all the skills needed to succeed at the next level, and he ranked him ahead of Matthew Stafford. If he was GM of the Jets, he likely would have been fired if, if he had if he had made that if he had made that decision. And and look, you know, he if he had the first overall pick and he was the Jets, he would have drafted Sanchez over Stafford, and Stafford certainly had you know, a better, a better career. Um, 2010, not really much to go on because Sam Bradford was the only quarterback that year that anyone really thought of as a first round pick. Um, and, and he was really about the, about the only one, you know, that panned out. Maybe I'm missing someone, but uh, not really a strong year for quarterbacks. Let's look at, let's look at the next year, 2011. Here is his quarterback rankings. First, Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locker, and then third, he had Cam Newton. So he had Gabbert and Locker ahead of Newton. Then he had Ryan Mallett, and then he had Andy Dalton fifth, which, you know, um, Cam Newton and Andy Dalton, you know, they've, had, they've, been, they've been franchise quarterbacks. I'm not going to say, you know, Andy Dalton's been elite, but, you know, he's had times in his year where halfway through the season, he's at least been close to that MVP conversation, even though, you know, maybe Bengals fans don't see him as their franchise guy. He certainly had... Much better career, much better career than Gabbert, Lockhart, or Ryan Mallett. Um, so I mean, 2011, he certainly didn't get that right. If he had drafted a QB, if he, if he had drafted a quarterback that year, using that draft board, he would again, he pre, he would have been fired that year. Move on to 2012. Here are his rankings in 2012. Number one, he had Andrew Luck. But look, Andrew Luck was maybe the most highly touted quarterback prospect since John Elway or Dan Marino. So. Really, really more so John Elway, because Elway was certainly more highly touted than Marino coming out of college. But um, it, it wasn't it wasn't very hard for anyone to say that Andrew Luck was the best quarterback prospect in that draft. I don't know of anyone that thought differently. But he had Andrew Luck first. He had Robert Griffin second. He had Ryan Tannehill third. Fourth, he had Brandon Whedon. We all know what happened with his career. And fifth, he had Kirk Cousins. And here's the problem. Russell Wilson didn't even make his list let alone his top 100 players. Really? Unless, unless Mayock had the first overall pick, uh, his, his QB selection, had he made one, would have set his team back for years. You go back and look at Russell Wilson's college tape, it was stellar, and it was glaringly obvious how stellar it was. I get it, he wasn't drafted until the third round, but he should be ashamed of himself for missing on that one, let alone putting Brandon Whedon ahead of him. 2013, there were no quarterbacks that really panned out that year, so we can't really judge his rankings. Not much to go by. 2014, we got problems again. Here's his quarterback rankings. Johnny Manziel, number one. Blake Bortles, number two. Derek Carr, number three. Jimmy Garoppolo, number four. I clear, I, 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 and, and, sorry, let me go on. So Manziel, one. Bortles, two. Carr, three. Jimmy Garoppolo fourth, and then for fifth, he was tied. It was a tie between Zach Mettenberger and Teddy and Teddy Bridgewater. So he, here's 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 obviously the problem with that is you look at Manziel and Bortles. They they both were busts. Johnny Manziel he had a strong arm, 
Swagger, and really not much else. Bortles, we all know what's happened with him in Jacksonville. But you, but you look at the other guys in that list. You know, he, he had Jimmy Garoppolo fourth. Jimmy Garoppolo single-handedly turned around the 49ers in 2011, and his college tape was far better than Manziel or Bortles. I get it, Manziel made all those plays, but when you want to look at traits that are transferable to the NFL, I, I was blown away that he put Garoppolo fourth. He also put Teddy Bridgewater uh, fifth, and he, and he actually put him, um, he, he really put him sixth. Um, he basically said he, he was the lesser of the um, of the tie for fifth place, but Bridgewater had great college stats, worked in an NFL system, um, so, so to put him sixth and to put those guys ahead of him, uh, you know, re- really is bad. You know, you look at Garoppolo, he turned around the 49ers um, la- last year in, in, two, in, 2000, in 2018 or 17. Carr and Bridgewater, they've already made Pro Bowl rosters. And, you know, looking at this draft board, he yet again, he would have been fired had he selected a quarterback in the first round because he would have selected Manziel and Bortles before he selected Carr, Garoppolo, or Bridgewater. And we all know at this point in the career, um, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't really the way to go. Looking at 2015, not much to go on that year. The only viable quarterback options um, you know, were really Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. It's way too early in their careers, um, and they both had some inconsistencies. So you can't really say which one is the better quarterback. Um, uh, you know, you look, you look at the way Mayock ranked it. He put Mariota ahead of him, but, um, he put him ahead of Winston. But again, it's too early in their career, not much to go by. So for that, he gets a pass just because we don't have enough data to look at. And really there are no other, uh, quarterbacks that, that really, you know, people thought as top guys outside of those two. 2016, kind of similar story to 2015. The only viable franchise quarterbacks that people thought of and and really have been viable franchise quarterbacks have been Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. He did rank Wentz ahead of Goff. Both QBs have shown they're worthy of being in the elite discussion. Look, if Carson Wentz wasn't injured last year, he could have easily been the league MVP in 2017. But Goff, you know, you look at him despite having his early struggles. He played at an elite level for most of 2017 and 18. Uh, you, you go you go back and, and look at you go back and you know look at the next year moving on from 2016 looking at 2017. The top here's here's the way here's the way his prospects his prospects ranked in 2017. Deshaun Watson first, Mitchell Trubisky second, Patrick Mahomes third, Deshaun Kaiser fourth and Davis Webb fifth. Look Deshaun Watson, Trubisky, then Mahomes. That's the way he ranked his top three. What, you know, all three of those have certainly shown that that they're that they're franchise quarterbacks. But I don't think anyone's going to argue that that Mahomes sh- that Mahomes you know shouldn't be third on that list. He should really be the first quarterback on that on that list. You go back, you go back and look at look at last year, 2018. A lot of problems, a lot of problems again. Uh, I made bold proclamations on the podcast last year. Go back and listen to it before the NFL draft that Baker Mayfield was clearly the best and the most accurate quarterback in this draft. And Josh Allen's accuracy and lack of anticipation would prevent him from being a franchise quarterback. I guaranteed Baker Mayfield would be, would be a star and Allen would be a bust. 
So far, you look at Baker Mayfield, he's far and away the best quarterback um, his rookie year of that class. Josh Allen, he's he's winning some games, but he is relying on athleticism at this point to win those games. And unless he can miraculously become a more accurate passer, he's not going to last long in the NFL. Uh, you you look at you look at his actual rankings. He had Sam Darnold first, Josh Allen second, Josh Rosen third, and Baker Mayfield fourth. To put Josh Allen two spots ahead of Baker Mayfield, based based on the college tape, is is absolutely insanity to me. I, I don't I don't know how how that's how how that's even possible. You, you look you look you look at the way Baker delivered the ball. I get it. Josh Allen's bigger with a stronger arm, but to me, you know that that just even before the draft, I I couldn't stop shaking my head at that. And and lo and behold, Baker Mayfield really should have been the first the first quarterback selected, and he was. So good job by Browns GM John Dorsey. So that wraps up everything for today. That's just my, my analysis on why Mike Mayock should not have been selected as the Raiders GM, especially if he's going to be selecting the quarter. If he's going to be selecting a quarterback, uh, I do apologize. The audio quality has not been uh, maybe terrific today. I am recording from my phone, so uh, I, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, as I mentioned on last episode, some exciting announcements. Uh, this podcast is actually it's not going away, but it's going to be part of. Pigskin Nut Radio. So Pigskin Nut is a website put together by myself and a, and a team of writers where we have full coverage on all 32 NFL teams, uh, pro and college scouting reports, football, fantasy football analysis, um, and a whole lot of stuff that you don't get on other football websites. So uh, that's going to be kind of the, the main main brand behind everything we do, which is Pigskin Nut and Pigskin Nut Radio. So uh, our show will actually just be, uh, this, this show, the Pro Football Scouting Podcast, will be continued, but I will continue it specifically on Pigskin Nut Radio, which will be made on our website, pigskinnut.com. This is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast, wishing you and your family a happy new year. Take care. God bless. Have a great day.